0: Well, we're traveling uh, uh, down to Holy Trinity in Fort Madison to talk to Coach Halligy. Welcome, program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me again. Well, we're we, uh, doing a little bit of a scoreboard show here, and uh, we saw uh, you really got a big win last night. I know Fairfield doesn't have a great record, but they have a, a lot of talent. Uh, uh, they came down to, to you. They're about three um, levels higher than you are. Uh, kind of came out. I heard it came out with kind of a quick start on you, but uh, you kind of grinded away and then, uh, do what you guys do in the first quarter. Uh, in all your wins, it seems like a it always it, it seems to always happen in the fourth quarter. So, uh, let our listeners, listeners know a little bit about how that game went. Yeah, I had it. Yeah, I'll do
1: that. Um, I had a friend uh, a few years ago. We were playing a three A school, and um, I said to the media that you know, we'd lost. And I said, well, you know, we're a 1A, they're a 3A. And I had a friend call me the next morning and said, what in the world are you talking about? You're both high school basketball teams. What, what difference does the level make? And uh, I really took that to heart. And, uh, you know, ever since that point, you know, we, we don't look at what class schools are. We just, we scout the team, um, scout the players, and, and go out and play the game, regardless if it's 1A, 2A, 3A, or whatever, 4A. Um, so, uh, yeah, we had we had a good game last night. We came out a little slow. I'm not sure if it was, uh, you know, like you said, the, all the ham at turkey, or yeah, ham, ham turkey tur- at well, the that Christmas time, and then Christmas
0: cookies business, or what. Though.
1: But we got down uh, 14 to 3, and, and all credit to Fairfield. They, they just really played hard. They were active, played super hard. Uh, we just kind of stuck to our game plan and, and uh, had, uh, I think at the end of one, it was uh, 16 to 10 Fairfield, and uh, we won the next three quarters. Uh, fourth quarter, uh, I think, was 25 to 3. So we really, really far, started to find our groove there um, in those uh, last three quarters. Well, uh,
0: let's talk a, a little bit about, um, well, well, what did Fairfield do well, and and what did you have to do to overcome that? Well, they, they they are just super
1: active. Like I said, uh, they had thirteen offensive rebounds, and uh, you know we really uh, tried to adjust at halftime and and, and kind of work on getting some of that cleaned up. Um, and then they they moved the ball really well and and really made some top, uh, nice nice shots, uh, a lot of mid range stuff, and. Uh, you know the, uh, the Perkins kid is, is really tough. He had three th- three uh, made three pointers, um, but we made we made some adjustments and uh, were able to uh, kind of right the ship and, and get the win.
0: Well, you have some players that uh, they they'd be starting uh, in two A, three A, maybe four A. Uh, you got a, you got a good collection uh, of good players. Uh, let's talk about well, let's go over the scoring. Who who got the points last night?
1: Well, Luke had his. Uh, had, a, had a, a good game. He had 24. Um, he, he had a good all-around game. Uh, the Wheaton kid from Fairfield really uh, played him tough, but let's uh, say Luke had a quiet 24 points. And it was fun because we had four kids in double figures last night. Lane Rung had 18. He had three big, three made three pointers. Uh, Adam Sobchak, who is kind of a pass-first point guard, he had 13 to go along with 12 assists. And then, uh, Connor Galing had 12 points. He had a really good, uh, second half and Maddox Rung um, didn't attempt a shot from the field, but ended up with six steals, 10 assists and, uh, seven rebounds. So he was approaching a, a triple double without taking a, a field goal and he was yeah. two for two from the line. And it just, you know, good message to, to kids out there that you don't have to light up the, the, uh the scoreboard, uh, points-wise, to to be a major impact uh, to your high school team.
0: Who was the kid that had uh, uh, 13 points and 12 assists?
1: That's Sobchek, our our point guard.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty
1: great. Yeah, yeah. I think he's number one overall for Class 1A in total assists
0: right now. Wow, well, that's that's incredible. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. He's well, let's flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, you know, who was, uh, who was getting the job done for you on defense? I was very much a team
1: effort, but uh, we were led with Maddox with uh, six rebounds, seven rebounds. And then uh, Luke and Connor had six. And uh, um, in terms of steals, Maddox had six. Steals, Lane Rung had three. Uh, Adam had one. A lot of deflections from all, all the team. And then uh, Connor Galing had three uh, big blocks on defense.
0: Well, what does that bring your total record up to now? Uh, we're seven and three. Seven and three—that's pretty pretty outstanding, uh, considering all the teams that you've had to play. Well, is there anything else about this game you want to talk about?
1: No, I don't think so. It was good to uh, get a game early. Um, we know uh, Friday we're going down to Central Lee, and they're they're playing great, so it was good for us to uh, get those. Uh, those jitters out of the out of our system there uh, before the jump back into the conference schedule. All
0: right. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's on your plate. You say you got uh, Central League Friday? Yeah. And what do you got out? What's the week after that like? Uh, we'll be uh, at,
1: uh, up at Danville on Tuesday and then home on Friday versus West Burlington and then uh, over at uh, Fort Madison Public on Saturday afternoon.
0: Well, that sounds uh, uh, outstanding. Well, uh, thanks for being with us, Coach.
1: Hey, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. All
0: right. Well, we're heading over to Highland uh, High School as uh, we're talking to Coach Cheney. Uh, Coach, you just got a, a, a your second win. Congratulations!
2: Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, we played Highland last night, and it was a back and forth game till about midway through the fourth quarter. And it seemed like our defense really was
0: able to stop them from scoring and finish out the quarter. Well, you you got a pretty good team. Uh, you haven't played a, a lot of, I guess, winnable games for better uh, uh, description. You know, I mean, you're not going to beat Winfield about union or, or is anyone else uh, or, or, or a lot of Wacos and stuff like that. Uh, but here you got a game, seemed like a pretty, Uh, a competitive game it sounds like it was why don't you kind of just go over the the flow of the game
2: yeah the game started off pretty slow at the end of the first quarter highland was winning 10 to 9 and we went on a little bit of a scoring run in the second and going into halftime we were up by four um in the third quarter highland kind of exploded they scored 18 points in the third to our 13 but the fourth quarter like i had mentioned that's kind of where we really focused on our defense and we outscored them 16 to seven. And if you look at the team stats, um, comparing the two, I mean, it's pretty. it was a pretty even ball game between us and Highland, but I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me, if you're going by stats, is the turnovers. Highland had 20 and we had 14, and just those extra turnovers they had might've cost them a couple possessions. So it came down to who, who did, um, get rid of the ball.
0: And we won that battle, so yeah, we were able to squeak one out. Well, Scotty Melvin was telling me uh, that things are kind of on the uptick over there at Highland. He had uh, uh, said that their their football team was going to improve, and then uh, uh, they won their last two games back-to-back. That's kind of the only two games that they won, but the, uh, uh, going from no wins to two wins certainly shows uh, uh, some improvement. Tell me a little bit about the Highland team. I haven't had a chance to see him, but um, uh, Scotty says they have some athletes. Yeah, they have a 6-7 center who gave us a lot of
2: problems last night. We weren't doing very well. on. Um, they were lobbing a lot of balls over the top of us, and our help side defense was not having the easiest time guarding him. And they got a couple other guards that I'm, I'm not sure with a lot of names at Highland, but they do have a couple guards that are just scrappy and kind of have never-ending motors and that are just in your face. So they're kind of a scrappy team. Um, they got a lot of points last night by offensive rebounds. So they're kind of a scrappy team. I, I'd say last night's game was pretty evenly
0: matched. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're I think they've improved from last year. So, I mean, they're, they're going in the right direction. Well, you got a, uh, a win against Wapello. I think that was on the road too, wasn't it? Yep, our only our only two wins to start of the season have both been on the road and both been conference games. So it's
2: never easy to win in the Southeastern Com- Iowa Com- Super Conference, and it's definitely not easy to win
0: on the road. Well, uh, and, and you mentioned the conference wins. That's uh, uh, uh really going to help you. Actually, you're probably kind of in the mix, uh, with two wins, uh, uh, through, you know, to get in that playoff position uh let's talk a little bit about uh, uh kind of the performers of the game let's start with the offense uh, uh who, who helped you get those points on the board that you needed to win yeah last night uh tim hill's carrier was our leading scorer he had probably his best shooting
2: game of the year he had 26 points was Woo-hoo. ten of 16 shooting and four of six from three point um tim's three point shots hasn't it's been kind of inconsistent throughout the the year so far but last night he wasn't missing so yeah he really helped us out, out a lot with those 26 points and uh juan surez and breeze came off the bench and he scored 13 points on six of eight shootings so between tim and juan they were 16 of 24 shooting so i mean there's a lot of points there and i would say the biggest the biggest takeaway is as great as Juan and tim's performances were was elliot wesley who's a sophomore he started his first varsity game of his career, short career so far, and he had a huge game. He had six points, and aside from those six points, I think Elliot was easily the smallest guy on the on the floor last night, and he had four offensive rebounds for us, too. So getting Elliot in that starting position and him going out there and he proving proven to his teammates and the fans that were there that he's ready to go, that was definitely probably the biggest takeaway that sparked us last night.
0: Well, uh, outstanding. Was there any other offensive performers?
2: No, that was kind of it. Uh, Tim, Juan, and Elliot. Outside them, there were just some scrappy points put together by a few other guys.
0: Well, what about on the defensive side of the ball? Who was uh, uh, helping you get the win on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, defensively, uh, Tim pulled down Tim Hill's career, He pulled down ten rebounds.
2: Um, six of those were defensive. Ryan Coyle had five rebounds. And like I said, Elliot Wesley, he, he had five rebounds. And I think, like I said, he's the smallest guy on the court. So that was another thing we, we really were emphasizing was to win the rebounding. And I think we won the rebounding 26 to 23. So able, able to, that's been one thing we haven't been able to do well to start the year is win that rebounding difference. And so we, we were really emphasizing. We've been practicing and um, during our practices with really just hammering the rebounds. And last night,
0: we won that battle. So. Well, outstanding. Congratulations that you found a winning uh, formula. Uh, what was the atmosphere like for the kids when you uh, when the buzzer went off and, and they got their second win on the board? That's uh, a good question because when I got to the locker room,
2: I, I, I don't know how to really describe it, but I, I think the Columbus program has is having some trouble with um, how to – take a win and enjoy it so I I don't know if they were just tired or gassed but I was really trying to pump them up after that win so I'm going to assume they were just tired but at the same time I I think it's something that the program hasn't been as accustomed to the last couple years and so so yeah just really trying to just sit back and enjoy a win because like I said in this conference wins aren't easy to come from so I think everybody's in good spirits but I think they played they played their butts off last night. So it seems like t- to
0: me they just laid it all out on the court. There wasn't nothing. They didn't have no emotion left. Yeah, yeah, that is honestly
2: what it what it seemed like. Uh, they were just gassed, and and so yeah, I think everybody's in pretty good spirits. We we wanted to start off our second half with a win. We knew it wouldn't be easy winning at Island, and to to win a game in the fashion we did, when it came down to defense at the end, we were we were definitely. Impressed, but I think that fourth quarter really drained
0: us. So, so yeah, they're
2: pretty gassed.
0: Well, uh, uh, is there anything else about this game you want to talk about? Nope.
2: I, I, like I said, the biggest takeaway from this win was Elliott Wesley getting his first start, and he, he gave us a spark and energy and effort that we've honestly been kind of missing. So we're hoping that that can keep
0: that momentum can keep rolling into our next game. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's what's next on the board for you. Yep. So Van Buren, the Van Buren Warriors, coming to town tomorrow night. Uh, we we went down there last year and
2: we got a end to us pretty good last year, but just um, kind of come. I don't. I haven't got a chance to watch a lot of their film. Um, I've watched some games, but on paper it looks like an even matchup. If you go up and down the percentages and what whatnot, um, so we're definitely hoping we can kind of keep the momentum um, with Highland where we try to have the least amount of turnovers and
0: hoping it'll be a good game. All right. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to try and catch that Van Buren County game. i got a couple sponsors for the Van Buren Warriors to cover the gas to get over there. Uh, uh, What else you got next week? Yep, so we actually, on Friday, so we play tomorrow,
2: Thursday against Van Buren, Friday, Hillcrest comes into town and that's the final game of our first half around our conference. So Hillcrest, obviously, never an easy task. Um, they play very fundamentally sound basketball and seem to always always have a winning program. So we definitely know that's going to be a tall task. And then next week, we, we on Monday, we play at West Liberty, who's also kind of off to a down start to their year. But I think they had a big win to start their their. And then then we have Lone Tree, so that's our first, first game of playing a team for the second time this year and first game at Lone Tree we lost by six and that six points was actually a lot closer than it seemed. So we're really hoping we can
0: just keep it rolling and get going a little revenge here when we play these teams a second time. Well, you, you, um, I guess it's, it's all it's important is how you play down the stretch. Uh, But your team is coming together quite a bit there. Starting to uh, put some wins on the board, and it looks like maybe uh, some of the best basketball you got in the next couple of weeks. Yep, and when I took this job, looking at our schedule, I knew the first half was is going to be tough getting all these new faces
2: on a varsity and them learning to play with each other. So this second half, we're really focused on getting the most out of our practices and I think we have three games a week the whole month of January so it's going to be a long month and we got to keep everybody healthy but we, we like where we're at right now and, and the practices we put in over Christmas break were outstanding so we, we really hope we're kind of turning a corner and can be a lot more competitive the second half.
0: Well uh, thanks for being with us coach. Appreciate it. But we're going to wing over to Wayland, Iowa, uh, as we've got Jeff Mills of Real Smart video man, It sounded like he was at the game of the night. Oh yeah, it was a heck of a ball game there. Uh, Waco went down to l It was in Letts. And, oh, in Letts, okay. Yeah. yeah,
3: it was a great ball game. Both, uh, come down to overtime and just uh, all around, it was just good good basketball. But L M, you know, they're sitting there in the middle of conference and Waco was up near the top. But l gave uh, the Warriors everything they could handle. And then some. So.
0: Well, it sounded like a great way to kick things off. I know there was not a whole lot of games last night. Uh, kind of go over uh, how that game went.
3: Okay. Um, so it started off like kind of what I expected. Uh, Waco took an early lead there. Uh, I think they ended up taking the first quarter 21 to 11. So they were up 10 kind of felt like what I expected, but uh, I knew L and they keep getting better every time I watch them play. And I I just had a feeling that they're going to put one together here. And uh, if it, it finally happened last night, they didn't get the win, but I tell you what, the effort that they put forth was tremendous and they should be extremely proud of the way they play against Waco. But uh, going in the second quarter, more of the same. It was more a little more evenly matched. Uh, Waco put up 14. The Wismuth team put up 12. So Waco, you know, heading into halftime at the 35 to oh, 23 lead, 12-point lead. Um, but as we went into the fourth quarter or third quarter, the tights kind of changed. You kind of got that feeling heading into halftime. The l was just kind of sticking around, sticking around. Wasn't letting it get out of hand. Just uh, hanging tough with them. Down 8, down 10, down 8. And uh, Isaac Rich had a button, bucket before halftime to give him that 12-point lead, but to come back out in the third quarter there and uh, outscored uh, Waco 16 to 12, cut that lead down to eight entering the fourth, and that's when things got really interesting. Again, you could you could just feel the that that sense that this isn't over yet. Waco hadn't put it away yet. And, it went into the fourth quarter, and they got back into the game by drawing fouls. Ty Northrup had a big night, 29 points, 12 uh, rebounds, had a double-double for the Falcons. But he cut, he got many uh, foul calls on the drive and dri- dribble penetration, uh, got to the foul line quite a bit, made some big buckets, and they ended up tying it up, heading into the fourth quarter. Um, Reese Oswald got fouled his, uh, with the 12-second
0: left, I believe. He had a couple uh big-time free throws to give Waco a two-point lead. But 12 seconds left, LNM drove right back down. And the junior Finnegan client, I'm big on this kid. You too. I was just going to ask you about how he he played. He played an excellent ball game last night. Uh, I don't remember the stat line. He was 18 points, I think, four rebounds, something like that. But he came up with some huge buckets
3: for the Falcons. Uh, the final one, to tie it up there with like three seconds left, and uh, Waco went down there and. Missed a three-point attempt, I believe, and uh, went into overtime, so you know, the crowd was getting into it. It was a heck of an effort from the Falcons. The teams were getting into it. It was just a lot of fun to watch, but it went into overtime, hung tough. Waco ended up scoring eight, m six, uh, gave him the two-point victory. Um, trying to remember just exactly how it went down. Somebody uh, fouled Hunter Hughes, I think. Hunter Hughes sealed it with a couple free throws. There was a a uh, foul with like uh, three seconds left, I believe. No, nine seconds left. And Hunter Hughes hit two big free throws to give him the two-point lead. l had one more chance. They had the ball at half court, called halftime, had the, had the ball at half court. Tried getting it into Ty Northrup uh, to get a shot off to either tie it or win it with a three-pointer. And Waco bounced that bounce, went back to l They got one more shot. And it kind of surprised me they didn't go to Ty Northrup. Uh, instead, they inbounded. Went down to the corner uh, to a kid. He tried tossing in real quick to another teammate down underneath the bucket, and uh, Waco splattered away. Come away with the steal, and that was the game. Wow. So they didn't didn't get a shot off, even. But they had the chance. But uh, credit Hunter Hughes on guarding Ty Northrup too, because he he was not letting them get him let him get the ball to to get a shot wow. off. But um, it was just a great ball
0: game. Great effort from both teams. I really enjoyed watching it. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh... Everybody knows about Ty North and uh, those fans down there uh, in LM they're kind of ravenous about their teams and really good, good fans. I'm sure that was an exciting atmosphere. But the, the player in Southeast Iowa uh, that maybe the most underrated uh, is this, is it Finnegan Klein or Finnegan Klein? Or? Finnegan Klein, Yeah. Yeah, he's a great player, isn't he? He is. He's a, He's a lefty. He's. Tall,
3: he's lanky. Um, I watched him a little bit last year. He was still kind of coming into his own, you know, as a sophomore, learning, uh, learning the ropes a little bit. But with the experience he, he got last year, and then what he's done in the first half this year, it it deserves to be uh, acknowledged because he's a great ball player. He, he can he can shoot. Like I said, he's tall and lanky. He's great at scoring underneath the basket and a uh, great complimentary score for Ty Northrup there and. Uh, he played a heck of a ball game last
0: night, come up with some huge buckets for the Falcons. So. Yeah, he's all arms and legs. He stretches them all out there, and, and he's a real force. Well, uh, um, I guess as far as Waco goes, uh, uh, I've got a saying. You never have to apologize to me for winning. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes it's tougher than others, and in basketballs, like a Jerry Reed song, you know. Sometimes you're hot, and sometimes you're not. Uh, uh, so, um. Uh, you probably weren't expecting it to go out like that, but uh, what was the atmosphere like in that gym?
3: Oh, it was great. Uh, like I said, the the gym was packed. Uh, both sides, uh, both you know, both teams' fans were into it. There was a lot of jabbering going back and forth, and uh, just
0: a lot of fun. It was it was fun. All right. Well, uh, there's a couple. Uh, is there anything else about this game you want to talk about? Um, I don't think so
3: other than just Falcons played great defensively. Waco did as well until the very end of the game. They really shut Ty Northrup down until, until the final few quarters there. So just great effort from both teams. Waco come out just a little bit ahead.
0: All right. Well, uh, um, um, there was a couple other, other scores I'd like to put out there. Um, we don't have much information on this, but Mount Pleasant, uh, uh, really put it together against new London and got a nice big. Uh, win, maybe 20, 30-point win uh, against them. And then there was uh, your old hometown of Wapolo. Uh, they got a, a, a huge win. they putting things together. Uh, they got uh, like a 74, 54-something win uh, over uh, Lone Tree. Uh, do you, um, I'm told that they have some kind of a new player uh, that just kind of started playing that's uh, doing a great job for them.
3: Yeah, like I was saying, I think he was a transfer. I don't know if he just moved over and started playing because he wasn't there at the beginning of the season. But he ended up – I was excited because I really thought with him and his guard play he would open things up for Jackson Lands. And according to what I'm reading right now, I wasn't wrong. The The guard's name is Justin Faulkner. He's a sophomore. and He uh, he had 19 points last night. And Jackson Lands tied the school record for single – single points in a game with forty one. So <laughs> I think I think what I what
0: I was saying about that guard helping Lands out was was correct. But well, uh, go ahead. I just gotta say the final score wound up being a seventy six to forty three in that game. Uh and the Mount Pleasant game was eighty seven to forty two. So uh the game you were at sound like a little closer. Uh uh yeah, um you got anything else to say about Wapo? Uh, I've seen Lone Tree. I thought they were. I think I actually beat Wapolo in the first meeting of this, uh, and this was at Lone Tree. So a nice little win for Wapolo. Uh, uh Do you know much about them or uh, about Wapolo or oh, Yeah. See, we're having trouble over here. Uh, if you're a Wapolo Indians fan and you feel like we're not covering your team uh, enough, there's a reason for that your coach is quite a sensitive little fellow. Uh, And he um, has found himself in an emotional state where he's not able to talk to the press and things because he has a lot of uh, personal emotional issues that he can't seem to work through. Uh, And he's uh, no longer gonna participate in any round guy radio thing. So you're gonna have to be the voice of wapolo since their coach is uh, sent a sensitive little fella uh we don't know uh exactly where that comes from but he's he's definitely not going to be on here which is too bad because the team's really putting it together uh, uh and looks like they're getting some uh, they, they've got some new players and they're getting so, some good things us. so you got anything to say about them or or to their uh, uh to their fans uh just the, the, you know they're they're putting it together they're they're doing their best like i said with this new guard coming in it, it's helped things out with uh
3: jackson and and carson then unfortunate about the coach situation you know that's his thing but i'll do my best to
0: to share what i know about the team boy well we care you know you guys are out there and you want to uh hear about the wapalo indians we have reached out to them every single time they've won a game tried to get them on the the thing but i got a uh, Pretty nasty text from their coach about he's not emotionally stable right now, and he has uh, some things, uh, mental things he's dealing with, and he's not quite there mentally right now. Uh, so he's not going to participate with us for the rest of the year, but uh, fortunately, we've got a great uh, uh, secondary plan, which is uh, Jeff Mills over there at Real Smart Highlights, who will keep us abreast Uh on their their ex because their their players and their fans certainly deserve a little representation here on round guy radio i I hope you agree with that sure yep all right well was there any other games or anything else that was going on out there that you wanted to uh 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 let our listeners know just the only other one i know is columbus got a nice win uh, yeah well we talked to the columbus coach already so okay. right. I the columbus coach the holy trinity had a nice little win over Fairfield. I do believe Iowa City, Regina, uh, got a nice little win over a, a very good Notre Dame team. But uh, those are about the only scores that I knew of. But we wanted to put a little something out about the start of the second half. And uh, that was an excellent story. We uh, uh, Really, thanks for, for bringing us those scores. You bet, Mike. High School Basketball and Round Guy Radio is sponsored by Iowa Tire, Fairfield, Iowa. Rob Moore, Livestock Risk Partners in Minneapolis, Iowa. 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Real Smart Highlights of Columbus. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, as well as the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa.